1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. The
3: 2021 baseball postseason is here. Will Milwaukee win a ring this year? Let's talk about what happened in today's game. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com.
0: It's a final from uh, Truist Park in Atlanta, and the Milwaukee Brewers season has come to an end in the NLDS losing in game four. To the Atlanta Braves and losing the series 3-1. to No offense to show for. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen today. But Tim Allen is with us. He had a little bit of flight travel issues on his way home from uh, Las Vegas where he was this weekend. So I'll be with you today throughout the show. Again, Dan Plucker with you. But I bring Tim Allen on for me th- with me this segment. Timmy, give me your thoughts on this game. Give me your thoughts on the series. Break this all down for me.
4: Yeah, it's a final, the game, the series, and the season. And unfortunately, it leads to some discussions. And that's what's going on here, Dan. It, it is uh, pretty amazing to me, uh, the short game versus long game management skills of Greg Council. I don't want to hammer the guy too much right now, but I will say this, that there are some highly questionable moves in this series, in this game in particular, Let's just go back to the ninth inning here. Let's go back to the ninth and, and look at your, your situation. You're down one run. You get a leadoff base hit from Eski. First of all, let's, let's, let's talk about Escobar. I know. You made a trade for a 280 hitter, knocking 27 bombs, knocking in 80 runs to sit on the bench in two of these four games in the series. Okay, we can talk about that. We can talk about earlier in the series when Freddie Peralta was lifted with a lower pitch count, and it was like you were chasing runs. You were looking for a Vogelback back, three-run home run. It was 0-0 at the time. Let Freddie bat. There's no guarantees that you wouldn't have scored runs in that inning if you didn't go to your, your bench. You can look at this game here. You're down to Luke Maley playing a pivotal role in a tight ball game. You can look at this game. Aaron Aspie coming in with a 4-2 lead. Now Woody. Not Woody to slam the door right there. You need to prove something that this is your future. This is your youth. That's the long game. Now let's go to the ninth inning. Lead off base hit. You got to take a strike, Colton Wong. I'm just saying you got to take a strike because of Will Smith and a high whip and a lot of traffic throughout the season. You make him take a strike. You make him throw a strike before your at-bat starts. Instead... There's your first out. Willie, Adamas, you need to get Esky to second base. You got to take a strike. That's called a team at bat. You're whiffing away on the second pitch after 1-0 count. Who is up next? Kristen Yelich. Okay, you got to make him throw a strike. Again, all of these things, I'm incensed by this. I'm incensed by not the, the uh, slam-the-door attitude. When you were going to go with Woody... Let's go with Woody. Let's go with Woody with a two-run lead. I think everyone feels pretty safe, Dan, with a two-run lead and Brandon Woodruff, the bulldog, in there.
0: The the usage of Woodruff made no sense to me tonight. It, it made zero sense to him because not only did they bring in Ashby before Woodruff when they had a lead, but they also... Uh, could have started Woodruff maybe. If Woodruff was ready to go, why not start him? If he's 100%, why not have him be the first pitcher out there? I want my best on best early in this game. And Morton was pretty good at the start of this game. He had a little bit of command issues. But why not have Woodruff in there? If he is the guy on your team, and Corbin Burns said he's not 100%, but if Woodruff pitched, that means that he was 100% or pretty dang close to it. And then you don't start him. You bring him in when it's a tie game, not with the lead. And then you take him out after 12 pitches? 12 pitches, Tim. Yep. It does, yep. It does not make any Woody sense. Until
4: you had the lead. Until you had the lead, Woody's my pitcher we can even rewind the clock and go, well, why didn't Corbin Burns start this game? Then Eric Lauer, then Brandon Woodruff. I mean, again, it wouldn't surprise. Now this is all tongue in cheek. It's all tongue in cheek. Uh, Yelly was facing a uh, lefty there. Will Smith with the game on the line. Well, the matchup doesn't say that's a good matchup. Lefty, lefty. Why don't we have Adrian Hauser bad? He's a right-handed hitter. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, We're getting now four years of postseason experience with Craig Council, and we're understanding a little bit more about Craig Council. We're understanding that we need to have a feel of the game, the adrenaline feel of the game, and that is Rowdy Tellez at first base and Escobar at third base. You made trades for these guys for a reason. Luis Urias has a nice future in Milwaukee. He certainly does. Everyone can agree with that. But it's not a matchup situation. This is, at Plucker, you're right on the money. Best on best. That's what you needed to go with. I loved, and you guys know this, I loved the lineup in game one. And that was when Rowdy Telez is your five-hitter and Eduardo Escobar is your six-hitter. Omar Narvaez is your seven-hitter and Lorenzo Kane is your eight-hitter. Throw that lineup out there. For four straight games, I'll promise you different offensive results. I can't guarantee the series victory, but I'll promise you it's different offensive results. Sometimes the analytics play a game. They play a game with your head. And this is this is again, if you want to play the analytical game, you're correct in the long term. Once you start playing that game, you gotta go all in the whole time. This time in these, these situations, Dan, this is what's called the short game. And this is what's called reading your players. If I were Craig counsel with the leadoff base in the ninth year from Escobar, I would have said all three of you guys over here, Wong, Adamas, and Yellich, you're all number one taking a strike before the at bat starts. This guy can be wild and he can walk, guys. Once you get a strike, hit the damn ball out of the park. Do what the Braves did to you. That's what they did. They were sitting back and they were launching. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I, again, Craig Council will be a great manager, and he's getting one hell of an education.
0: And it it just feels like something something changed with this team. They they want they 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 clinched the playoffs, this and is then Devin
4: Williams. This uh, is Devin Williams, Dan. I'm telling you that the. the it it all deflated with Devin Williams, and everyone knew it. We all just didn't want to admit it. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, but it felt like... After they clinched the division, everything went wrong. They they started to lose throughout the, the course of September. They limped into—they almost lost the NL Central, if we're being quite honest. The Cardinals made a hell of a push to get themselves back into this thing, and things go a little bit differently, and they could have lost this division to the Cardinals and been a wild card instead. And then from that point on, they limped into the playoffs after they had already sealed, sealed the deal. They lose Williams, and then this offense just— does not flip the switch. Everybody was saying all the the whole that whole stretch that oh we're just going to get healthy and then we'll get right back to being red hot again in the postseason and that is exactly the antithesis <laughs> of what happened in this series. The offense was nowhere to be found, Tim, and and it has no, to be no. on the blame of that stretch, doesn't it? At least a little bit yeah. of it has to be with how they dealt with the end of this season.
4: Yeah, it, it does, and you're right, and Craig Council brought that up. It was to get healthy. Our job is to be healthy. Colton Wong made mention of that. Our job is to get healthy right now. We've got everything locked up. The seeds won't change. You're not going to move up or down. Let's get healthy. I, You know, it's, it's unfortunate. I'm caught, guys, in a uh, uh, an air travel nightmare, and i got to be honest, I don't even know when I'm getting home. Uh, I may have to rent a car and just, just go home that way. I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, it it I want. I, it's unfortunate that I can't hang out with Brewers fans right now and just just lay it all out there. So I want everybody to to kind of watch on Twitter. Tim Allen Ramps is the uh, Twitter uh, handle address and handle. I'm sorry. Yes, and I want you to keep an eye on that. I'm not sure when the next time I'll talk to you guys about Brewers baseball is. But, I, you know, again, it's, it's unfortunate that it had to end this way. This, the season, this series, and a highly questionable calls from this manager. I, I don't know if, if I've ever been more critical on Craig Council than I am right now. This is a misread of his own players. This is, this is a miscalculation of the moment of looking in someone's eye and saying, hey, man, do do you have it in you? This is a mismanagement of lineups. This is a a long play in a short season. It's not, again, I I can't stress it enough. I'm a believer in analytics to a point, but not when it's go time. Right now. Go time is now. Put your best to play the best. And he didn't do that. He did not do that. And I don't want to offend Luis Urias. I don't want to offend Luke Mailey. I don't want to offend Manny Pena by any stretch. I don't want to offend Adrian Hauser. I'll love those guys. They're in Brewers uniforms. It's all fine. Mm-hmm. They're not the best situation you could have went with.
0: Agreed. And it,
4: And it. And you know what? And on top of it, my cell phone power, Dan, is literally... At 2%. I just got the signal here. <laughs> so I want people to keep an eye on Tim Allen Rance. And I want people to, this is, I'll let it all fly. I'm going to let it all fly. I want to be a little more calculated in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do want to listen to this show on the Odyssey app in the morning. I want Brewers fans to tell us what's on their minds.
0: Yeah, let it-, it
4: all fly. Absolutely. Let it loose tonight. Let it loose with Dan Evan's there. They'll take care of you guys, but let it loose. Give all of us messages about how you're feeling on Brewers baseball right now.
0: Tim, appreciate the time. Get home safe, fly home safe, or however you get home. Appreciate you hopping on with us for a couple minutes here.
4: Dan, thank, thanks for this. I apologize.
0: No, it, it's all right. And, and thank you, Tim. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com If you're just tuning in, it's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen. He just hopped off the phone with us. He's having some travel issues with some flights getting back home from Las Vegas, which is where he was. So I, Dan Plucker, will be hanging out with you for the rest of the show here, talking to you about the end and the devastating end to this Milwaukee Brewers season. Let's get out to some of your phone calls at 414-799-1250. We'll hop right out to Mike on the south side. You're now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Uh, show. What's up? You get to go first, Mike. Give me your thoughts.
5: Uh, Thanks, Tim Allen, for not being here. Our good luck charm. Every time he's not here, they lose. Whatever. Anyway, I don't play that blame game. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. I don't play the blame game. They had a great season. You know, Hader, he gave up a home run, I think it was uh, to the Dodgers. It happens. You know? what? What is the, what is the deal with three catchers? Did someone yes, get hurt?
0: I think that was a mistake. I I, I don't understand why Luke Maley was in that game.
5: How do you go from your first catcher to your third? But you know I was not surprised. You know, Tim not being here.
0: All right, Mike, thanks for the call. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna entertain that anymore. 799 1250 to join us. And and yes, the Brewers had a great season. They won in the NL Central with the Brewers. They they won the NL Central. They they had a great regular season. But we've seen great regular seasons or very good playoff-level regular seasons over the last four years. At some point, that cannot be good enough. That cannot be good enough. And, and this is that point. We are at that point right now. You should expect more as Milwaukee Brewers fans than NLDS and wildcard runs, which is what you've gotten in the last couple of seasons. You should expect more, especially from a team that has as dominant as pitching as this team had, as dominant of a bullpen as this team had, and the amount of bats that they went out and got to bolster this offense, which was very good for a majority of the season and suddenly disappeared at the end of it. You should expect more from your Milwaukee Brewers team. 414-799-1250. Dan filling in for Tim Allen. Let's go out to Nate in North Milwaukee. Nate, how you feeling? What's up?
6: I'm not feeling very good. Um, it's uh, man, this is this is irritating. Um, I I tried to tried to be confident. I tried to think about okay, it's just it's just one game. It's, it, we can get this one game. We can get back to Milwaukee. But it's like you see the flaws in. This and what we what 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 was going on? It it shows up. You you don't have that guy that is going to come through when you need him to. Christian Yelich cannot be that guy anymore. If he can, he wasn't this. He wasn't the last two years.
0: If he can, he has to prove that he can again. That's that's yeah. where we're at now. If if yeah. Christian Yelich wants to be remembered as this All Star MVP type player, he has to prove it now. It's been yeah. two years,
6: David Stearns. I don't know what he needs to do. I don't know if we need to if we need to sell some of our young pitching um, in the minors, but he needs to get bats in here um, because it's clear, clear as day, we don't have any. And when he does get the bats in here, because I I do have confidence in David Stearns. Um, that he will get the talent in here necessary, but when he gets the when we get the bats in here, Craig Council needs to play the bats. Why Escobar did not play until the ninth inning is is beyond me.
0: And at all in the last two games, I don't get that either.
6: Craig Council panicked this this uh the last couple games. He panicked. He he did things that I wouldn't think that he normally would do. He panicked. He made moves out of needing offense or instead of going with what works and, and doing what he's been doing, he panicked. And that, and that's just a simple bottom line. And having your all-star left fielder not producing, that doesn't help neither. And then having your offense just disappear, that doesn't help neither. But the one thing I can say, the only good thing I can pull out of this is – we got pitching for next year, but mm-hmm. we had pitching this year and this is how far I got
0: it. Yeah. No, thanks for the call, Nate. I agree. And and that's the thing, like I I've experienced other baseball fandoms in my lifetime. I'm not just a Brewers fan, I'll put it that way. I, I I'm also a Detroit Tigers fan. And listen, stretches close very quickly. And, and they close quicker than you think they're going to. And I understand this Brewers. We have been talking for years about about the future and how we still have all of these guys for X amount of years. You know, we still have Woodruff and Freddie and Burns for for these next three years or whatever it may be. Or we have this we have this player. We have Adamus for another three seasons. We have Christian Yelich for another nine. Like whatever it is. Injuries happen. Things happen, and when you go on a run like the Milwaukee Brewers did this season, winning 95 games, this doesn't just happen all the time, even if you expect to have a good team throughout the season, at the beginning of the season. I mean, the perfect example, look just south of us with the Chicago Cubs. They won their World Series, yes, but that was, what, four, five years ago? And look where they're now. Look where they're at now, selling their entire team and getting as many prospects as they can because their guys are not just getting are just not getting the job done anymore, and and sadly that's the way that the game of baseball works. You only get so many opportunities at a ring, and the Brewers squandered one this season. Whether it's the mismanagement of from council by the end of the season and into the postseason, the offense, whatever it be. They they had a real shot. We were all talking about it. We were all saying that this Milwaukee Brewers team could be a World Series team. And and I'm the type of guy that does not give up hope until the last second. And and I even thought, you know, maybe Christian Yelich pulls out something special here in that last at bat. Because that's what we've been seeing all season long, is special things from this team. And, and whatever that, that magic was that we saw from the Milwaukee Brewers throughout the course of this season disappeared in the NLDS. It, it was gone. And, and I think a lot of fans caught on a little bit earlier than I did because I'm a hope, hopeless, optimistic person, hopelessly optimistic. But we're sitting here today and the Milwaukee Brewers are out of the playoffs, losing today to the Atlanta Braves 5-4. to four. And everything that went wrong could have in the last few weeks of this season. And your Brewers are now done. They're done. The season is over. And another, another notch is on that board, on that wall of opportunities that they get in this stretch. That, that's just the fact of the matter here. Next year is not a guarantee. And I, and that's the problem with, with the way that I feel like Stearns and Council think. It's, it's always about next year or or staying relevant. At some point, it has to turn into win now. At some point, it just has to. Four one four let's get out to Marshall in Whitefish Bay. You're now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show with Dan Plucker. What's going on, Marshall?
7: Well, Evan and Dan, first of all, thank you for all the times that we, and Tim as well, that we had this year just for being on the show. Thank you and for I listening appreciate and it.
8: being a supporter. I appreciate
7: the way you run the show. You guys are, are, are top of the line in that regard. Um, Dan, you pretty much explained what I grudgingly kind of told you when you answered my call tonight. I, all I can say is to start 5-13 and 13 to finish the season, uh, and we have to call it a failure. We know what the expectations were this year. Um, you know, and by the way, just a bullet in here, the Dodgers are starting Bueller on three days rest, not to second-guess what Craig did tonight. You've, you've outlined the problems Maybe Burns, he could have done it tonight. I don't know. That's the farthest second guess from my mind. I'm just telling you what a 106-win team is doing tonight. And it's kind of the reason that they've remained a 100-plus-win team. Uh, they have that that killer instinct attitude that seems to be sorely lacking here is for some reason when we get to the playoffs. I'm going to throw a tennis example to you guys. Um, they were saying during the U.S. Open to Chris Ebert, who's one of my favorite athletes, mm-hmm. when you, Serena and Martina, got the big leads and got people down, you put you put their foots on the throat. Well, you know what? That's what the Brewers need to do. They need to get some of that. And whether it's through better managing, through better moves, through better offense— Um, they're going to have to consider, in my humble opinion, guys, and you said it well, Dan, about no guarantees in 22 and beyond, they're going to have to seriously maybe think about maybe getting some more hitting, some more sticks in this lineup. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out here tonight. Mm -hmm. The pitching is, is dynamite. And even with Devin going down, and I said so at the time, I felt that our bullpen was deep enough to overcome it. I was Mr. Optimist in that regard. I think that our bullpen still had a heck of a series. We have to give the 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 other team a little credit too. Theirs did very well as well. But um, we, it's just another to me right now, another missed opportunity, and I'm just very frustrated with this Mm -hmm. taking off the pedal off the gas mentality. You you didn't see it out west. You got two teams that won 107 and 106 respectively and one of them is going to be in the next round and they sure didn't uh, haven't done a lot wrong in their history right. so we'll see what everybody else thinks uh, again thank you for the season guys and let's just hope we make the right moves and do the right things in the off season but, hey, it's okay to have a little righteous being upset right
0: now. Right. Marshall, thanks for the call. And I'm going to give everybody the avenue to be upset here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen, having a couple of flight problems on his way home from Las Vegas, so he couldn't be with you guys today. He was with us for the first couple minutes of the show, but it's me, Dan Plucker, filling in for the rest of the way here. We got some news from John Heyman, and I and I don't mean to pour it on here, but I, but this is something that is important for Brewers fans. And, and it – coincides with what I was saying about not having any guarantees. John Heyman reporting the Mets plan to ask permission to interview Brewers president Brewers baseball president, David Stearns, once they were out. So that may come any day, although it would be a surprise if Milwaukee okayed that interview. Um, Stearns has only one season left on his deal, but the crew would like to extend him. So now not only at risk of losing all of these players and and the different roster manipulation, but also the guy that has built this team in David Stearns. Hopefully he stays true to Milwaukee, but New York is home, and the Mets are a team that he's been attached to several times with one year left on his deal. Who knows? that that's part of this the this after today and this loss to the NLDS is unknown. Let's get to one more call here before we get to a break. Uh, Ken and West Ben, you've been hanging on the longest. How you feeling, man? Give me your thoughts on this game.
9: Well, let me tell you something. I start off every segment when I'm fortunate enough to have my call taken by doing one thing and one thing only. Are you ready for this, Sam?
0: I'm very ready. Ah, I gotta crack a beer. Need a couple of those tonight.
9: Yeah, you know what? I was on pins and needles all night long hoping that the Brewers were gonna be able to do something uh, in terms of getting their offense moving forward and they did right but then we saw this debacle of management by Craig Council I, last time I checked uh, is is this a wait this is an MLB team this isn't uh, this isn't uh, bad news Bears where you got to get everybody in the game right? What the hell's going on with getting Narvi, who's been hitting the ball well, out of the game, putting Pena in, then getting him out, then putting Maley in. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind there. But then right. just let Lauer finish the damn inning. He's been pitching so, he, yeah, he got himself in some jams. But then you get even goofier, Council, by having guess who.
0: Woody comes in, pitches 12 pitches, right? Yeah, 12 pitches. And he take him out. Four outs and twelve pitches. And I and, and, and I was you, in I was in the studio ahead, ahead. yeah, real quick. I was in the studio with Evan Heffelfinger here, and he was he was sitting across from me and I said, Something doesn't feel right. I, I'm nervous about this. It's a position hater hasn't been in all season, and you're pulling out a dude who has twelve pitches and four outs in twelve pitches. Correct. That, that's it, just it a mistake.
9: Of, and he has plenty of rest. He you could see how strong he was the way he was firing the ball. Letting high nineties? Yes. Let him pitch the damn eighth inning and then you bring in hater. But the fact of the matter is, Council has treated this team the last several years like these are all his buddies and I gotta get everybody in. Here's the problem that really aggravates me. If you know, and I kinda of, I'm gonna contradict myself a little bit. You had on base Jay sitting there, right? So you got Wong who struggled all night long, and then you tried to put down a button and I, are you kidding me? get that get him the hell out of there then and put on base J. he can play second base yeah Ken and you, and you left so many things on the table, but yet you screwed the whole damn thing up and yet oh God, I, I can't tell you how aggravated I am to say the least because I had so much faith in this team. But Craig Council, if anybody's going to go, it better not be Stearns. I got to be honest; I'm done with this this uh, this nonsense with the hometown kid. Get rid of this guy already. I'm done with him. He has no clue on how to manage a damn MLB team.
0: Ken and and I'm giving you the avenue to it. Thanks for being a loyal listener to this show. But appreciate it. But I'm I'm not at the same spot. I'm not ready to fire Craig Council. That's not where I am. And I, and I get it. We're all. Everybody can have their overreactions. I'm not going to censor anybody with what they're saying. You can say whatever you want on this show. Dan Plucker filling in for Timmy here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show as the Brewers' season ends in the NLDS losing game four and three of four to the Atlanta Braves as a season that was so promising ends. And, and that's just what it is. The, the season is over. And, and it's devastating. It's frustrating. We were all talking about how this was a World Series team. We were all excited at the thought of going from the Bucks championship run to a Brewers championship run. But it, it, it just wasn't meant to be. Some, somewhere something turned on this Brewers team and they lost whatever magic that they had. And we'll continue this conversation coming up next. we got to hit a quick break here. When we come back, we'll get some more of your phone calls at 414-799-1250. It is Dan Plucker filling in for Timmy today on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Postgame Show.
3: Did that really just happen? What was he thinking? It's time for the are you kidding me moment of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Postgame
0: Show on the fan. Heartbroken, frustrated, stressed, annoyed, upset. Just a couple of words to describe. Me, Dan Plucker, filling in for Tim Allen today. Who is having some airline troubles, couldn't get home from Las Vegas. He wanted to be here with you guys. He did. He was with us in the first segment of the show. So you can use your Odyssey app and rewind there. Or follow him at Tim Allen Rance on Twitter where he'll be posting all day long. You can also follow me at Dan Plucker or tweet at the show at 1250 AM The fan at Danplucker, P L O C H E R on Twitter. And and this one, this one stings. This one burns. It hurts and sorry for the pun there with burns cuz maybe corbin burns should have started this game but it, it it hurts it's frustrating it it it's gut wrenching you feel like you've been shot like this this brewers team had all of the potential in the world all, all season long right after that willie adams trade and that stretch that they went on through the summer months we we all saw it we all saw this team holding the World Series trophy above their heads and bringing it to Milwaukee for the first time. We felt that with how hot the offense was, with how great the pitching was. And, you know, we, we talked about this team's struggles in the month of September. They were awful. They were terrible in the month of September. And, and so many people were saying, you know, they'll flip a switch. They'll get right back into this thing. We'll, we'll get back to where they were. And, and we saw teams like the Braves, Get red hot down the stretch. The Cardinals almost catching the Brewers in the Central. The the, the Giants and Dodgers playing hot all season long. Finishing strong into the postseason. And and sure, not all of those teams. And the Yankees too, if you want to go to the AL side of the things. Playing hot down the stretch. And we didn't see all of those teams win and, and get to the next stage. Obviously, the Cardinals got eliminated in the one game playoff with the Dodgers. The Yankees, same thing. But when you look at it now, this Brewers team had more talent than that Braves team. They did. They did. They were a better team than that Atlanta Braves team at each team's peak. When the Braves were at their best and the Brewers were at their best in July and August, I'm taking that Brewers team 12 out of 12 times. But what we saw in this four-game series was what we saw before the Willie Adamas trade. It was. We saw good to great pitching and no offense, none, zilch, zero. And that is why we are where we are at today. That is why, because the Brewers did not play their best baseball. For whatever reason that may be, you can blame Council. You can blame Stearns for not putting enough guys around him. You can put it on the offense. You can put it on whoever you want. But the Brewers did not do enough, and because of it, they are sent home today, losing 5-4 to four in Game 4 of the NLDS. And now we're, we're all sitting in pity because the Milwaukee Brewers season and a season we saw so much hope in has come to an end. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty 1250 to join us. Let's go out to Eric in New Berlin. He's been sitting on for a while. Eric, give me your thoughts. How you feeling, dude? Oh,
10: hey, block. How's it going?
0: Hey, what's up, man? Um...
10: Uh... Overall, just, I mean, good season, regular season, I should say. But as a whole, I mean, I know they rested guys. So they kind of coasted into, obviously, winning the division. I feel like that actually took an effect. A lot of people are kind of like, whatever. But uh, you lose momentum. You lose your everyday routine. Players kind of get in a funk. I feel like that's obviously... Uh, affected some of the
0: offense, especially the bats, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. And, and thanks for the call, Eric. And, and it's just, it's just frustrating. It is. We, we, we saw this team and what they could be and the bats, we, we knew it was a problem all season long. And, and Stearns tried to address it. He did. He, he got Adamas. They traded for Tellez, who was the best hitter in this series with two home runs. And he traded for Eduardo Escobar, who wound up not playing for whatever reason for a majority of this series. It was Luis Urias instead. And maybe that was a mistake. I think that was a mistake. I understand the plays that Urias made at third base today. But Escobar's bat, it it just has more pop to it. It does. You have a 280 guy, 20, around 30 home runs per season guy who's been in the big leagues for a while on the bench compared to Luis Urias who is in his, what, second year with the team, third in Major League Baseball. A guy I don't trust as much, to just be frankly honest. I get he had the one good game in this series. But I'm going to rely on my best players. And Eduardo Escobar is one of your best players. And Arias, as good as he is, he's not. And, and the same can be said about Christian Yelich batting third. He, he should be your MVP. He should be one of your best players. But all season long, and for the last two seasons for that matter, we've seen him not show up and not show up in these big moments. And to just insist on him batting in that spot is an error. It's a mistake. It's a mistake, and it cost the Brewers today, and it cost them this uh, in this series because Yelich was up with plenty of opportunities, plenty of opportunities to step up and be that MVP again. And it it just didn't come to fruition. It just didn't happen. It's almost so much faith to a fault in that guy, and it and it and it hurt them. Let's go back out to the phones. Matt and Brookfield, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Give me your thoughts, Matt. How you feeling?
11: You know, everyone's kind of talk about we don't need to lose Stearns, but I, I'm going to say the two times they had the big shot to make the run of the World Series in '18 and this year in particular. What did he really do at the deadline that made an impact? Who did he pick up either year? You he got at-
0: Eduardo Escobar this year. Yeah, Eduardo yeah. Escobar was one of the hottest bats on the market.
11: Neither of the two bullpen arms panned out at all. And Daniel Norris, you actually look at the deeper numbers, though, for Escobar. When it came to clutch runners in scoring position situations, though, a lot of those ribbies he drove in were runners on first base. Nobody out. You actually look deeper and his two runs or his runners in scoring position number. Eduardo Escobar is not a clutch hitter. And he hasn't been his entire career. Right. He's a guy where it's a low-pressure situation. He can line at that ball up, hit catch that breaking ball, low-pressure situation. They're down by five because they're getting creamed by L.A. and he hits a two-run shot. That's Eduardo Escobar. You, you actually look deeper into the number and you look into a lot of his game logs. That's just kind of the guy he is. He's he's more of a low-tempo kind of guy, and you need guys like that, and he's good defensively. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good plus defender. So in that regard, he was critical in giving them, you know, rest and when they needed a guy at first. So he can play multiple positions. But there were so many players at the deadline, and you actually look what a lot of teams gave up for guys at the deadline this year. Very, very shockingly minimal outside of the Max Scherzer deal of how little teams get, had to give up at the deadline to get some of the top guys. And we weren't in on, it seems like, any of the top reliever arms because we felt we'd be fine, hater Devin, and we didn't want to make that super bullpen like the Royals had in 2015. And I, I kind of look at it, but the main thing for me has been looking at you know how much the Brewers actually paid in payroll, adjusted payroll, and where they rank ranked this year? 97 million and 19th in the MLB. Mark Ananasio seems to be restricting Stearns and doing what he really needs to do to get the job done. So you look at a lot of these things, the first base situation, In the past several years, there have been guys on the market, there have been opportunities to pick guys up, and we're trying to do things on a budget. And it just doesn't seem like ownership is willing to do what it is to do get a ring, but they always seem to cry when big other markets like the Yankees and the Dodgers are spending money. And it seems like it's all talk coming from top and maybe Stearns is going to not take that extension and actually go somewhere where they're willing to give him what he needs rather than here and there giving it the appearance that will get our guy but then we get a guy and pay him $200 million without seeing a single AB after he fractures his kneecap. And as the last point. I think he has something like the yips, the stereotypical yips, because he hesitates on everything. So mm-hmm. I'm really worried, and I'll leave it there.
0: Matt, thanks for the call. And, and I'll touch on, on a lot of those things. First of all, Escobar was one of the bat, best bats at the trade deadline, and the Brewers went out and got him. I understand they didn't get the big names, and, and Escobar isn't the most relevant player at the deadline and the biggest move that happened. But it was a big move, and a lot of teams were in an, in on Eduardo Escobar. Secondly, you you speak of the advanced statistics or whatever have you in the situations. He played on the worst team in baseball in the Arizona Diamondbacks. Of course, he's not getting a lot of opportunities with runners in scoring position and not doing a lot of things in those situations. He's, who's motivated to play well on an awful baseball team? That's just that's just the way the baseball works. And bringing him here helped this team down the stretch. They were a better team with Eduardo Escobar. Um, I pray to the Lord Jesus that David Stearns is not gone. That's the last thing that I want to see. And for Christian Yelich with the yips, 100% agree. And, and here's the thing. I don't want to hear Christian Yelich come out and say, I suck. That That's what we've heard from Christian Yelich over the last two seasons. That's it. It's It's him coming out and saying, yeah, you know, I'm really not playing well. Christian, we know. We see it, dude. So instead of having a self-pity party about it, and sitting here and, and continually telling us how much you're struggling. Say, I want a freaking MVP and I'm one of the best players in baseball. When I'm hot. That's what I want to hear you say. I want to hear him have confidence in himself. Cause that's where it all starts in the game of baseball. I watch Christian Yelich and I see the antithesis of confidence. I see a guy second guessing everything that he's doing and thinking to himself, I stink at baseball. That's what I see when I see Christian Yelich because that's what he tells us. It's coming from his mouth, not mine. How many times have we heard that from him over the last two years? I don't want to hear that out of our MVP's mouth. Imagine if Giannis had a couple rough games and he came out and he said, I suck. Nobody wants to hear that from your MVP. You want to hear him say, I'm one of the baddest MFers on this team and in this league. That's what I want to hear, Christian Yelich say, and when I hear him say that, that's when I'm going to start having confidence in this dude again, because we haven't seen that or heard that from him in two years. It's disgraceful. It's frustrating. I I, I can't I can't bear it anymore. And it's another nine years of that. His new deal hasn't even kicked in yet. He needs a kick of confidence and it has to come internally because over the last two years, all of this external stuff has been thrown at him and he still can't get out of his own head. What does Babe Ruth say? It's it's 90% in your head, right? That's what his quote, his famous quote was. That's what the game of baseball is. And, and right now, Christian Yelich's mentality is all wrong go out to some more phone lines. And uh, James in Waukesha, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin with Dan Plucker. Tell me how you're feeling, James.
12: Hey, Pluck. <laughs> how are you?
0: Hey, I'm feeling well, man. I'm not really, you're, but you know, it's just the pissed. way this is.
13: You're pissed, right? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. You can't tell. <laughs> hey, I I don't know, man. I, I I just don't understand the disconnect between the Markey Brewers the Milwaukee Bucks and the Green Bay Packers. If this if this crap were going on with the Bucks or the Packers, people people would be jumping off of bridges, okay, and, and jumping off of buildings and calling for firings. And what is it with the Milwaukee Brewers that we just kind of go along with this and 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 go, okay, all right. It's this, it's that, uh, 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 and why won't we hold Craig console accountable? We were ready to fire Coach Bud after two games against the Brooklyn Nets.
0: hmm and, and and it's a good point, James. Thanks for the call. The thing is, with with basketball, it's it's so different than the game of baseball. It's a shorter season. It's it's all about the playoffs. And I know like baseball is for the most part too, but. You see these these grand celebrations for winning the division, for winning the NLDS, for winning the championship series and then for winning the World Series. It's 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 a completely different game. You celebrate the smaller things in the game of baseball. For for basketball it's all about winning a championship. That's what the goal is. And if you have the the players to do it, you you expect a championship and nothing less. And that's why Coach Bud got the flack that he did. Craig Council and what he has done for this team, along with David Stearns, is is so different from what Milwaukee Brewers fans have been used to. The Brewers have been so bad for so long. Like, you look at the the, uh, NL Central or the AL Divisional banners that hang at American Family Field, and there are so few of them, if you actually think about it. What is it, 50, 51 years of Milwaukee Brewers baseball now? And and how many flags are right behind home plate, up on the green wall, right in front of the media box? Four? Five after this season, right? Because that's what we celebrate in the game of baseball. It's more than just all about winning a World Series because it's a small market mentality of thinking that that's good enough. And for the fans of the Milwaukee Brewers who have seen that happen, have seen the postseason runs, have seen the Central Division Championships time in and time out now, it's not enough anymore, and nor should it be. You should expect a World Series. You should expect a Championship Series out of this Brewers team, and they failed to get there. Too often, this team was good enough to get there. This team was a World Series contender, and they fell apart at the end of the year. We were all sitting here talking about the next round, making the NLCS, playing the Dodgers or the Giants or the Cardinals, whoever it may be. We all of our minds skipped past this Brave series because we were all so confident that they were going to get there, that they were that good. And, and look where we are today, not because of what we were thinking, because that's what you should be thinking. This was a Failure. They failed to get to where they should have been based on how good they were during the regular season, being knocked out of the NLDS today. It's it's no more we're we're happy go lucky about winning the division and and making another postseason. That that mindset is is turned now. And you can tell by these phone lines here. Nobody so far in this show has been like. Oh, yeah, it's a great season. We should be happy about winning the division. I have yet to hear a single person say that because the expectation has changed, and it should. One more phone before we have to hit a break here. Let's go out to uh, Adam and St. Francis. You're on with Dan Plucker on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show.
10: Hey, how you doing?
0: I'm living life. How are you doing?
10: (laughs) I'm all right. I just want to say that um, the execution of the players – What the way they're just the execution of the players. Everything they're supposed to do, everything that they have done did not come through in the playoffs. They were good all season. They did come up with some clutch hits. They nothing came through in the playoffs. And I don't think it's anything on Craig Council. He has pushed all the right buttons for what, four years now? And the players just didn't perform.
0: Right. And and, and at some point yeah, it, it it is chalked up to that's baseball. You know, like baseball is full of ups and downs and the Brewers ended their season on a down.
7: Yeah. You got
0: and, yeah. and and it's 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 at the fault of the players, you're right, for, for not being able to stay on that high the whole season long.
10: They 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 missed their opportunity. They, is what they I chalk it up to they and missed
0: a big opportunity. Adam,
10: one 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 last thing I want to say. It mm-hmm. was Yogi Berra that said, "Thank you. Percent of the game is fifty percent
0: mental. Thank you for correcting me on that. I appreciate I'll it. I'll hang up and <laughs> listen. Thanks, Adam. Uh, it's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show. If you didn't hear, if you're just tuning in. Uh, He had some flight issues getting back from Las Vegas. His phone was dead. He had to get a new hotel room. It turned into this big old ordeal that he has to handle and deal with out in Vegas. Must suck to stay one more extra night in Las Vegas, right? But it's Dan Plucker filling in in his stead. We got to hit a quick break here. We'll get to some more of your calls at 414-799-1250. I see you, Dan and Racine, Sean and Allenton, Steve and Waukesha, all of you guys coming up in the next segment here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Postgame Show.
3: Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show.
0: On the fan. Play of the game goes to the most consistent bat in the Brewers lineup. And that is Rowdy Telez.
4: Fly ball hit to deep center field. Back goes Duvall at the wall. That ball is gone into the forest in center field. A two-run home run for Rowdy Tellez, his second of the series, and the Brewers take a 4-2
0: lead. It was the Brewers' lead in that situation, and it was Tellez's second home run of this series. Again, the best bat in this series for the Milwaukee Brewers was Rowdy Tellez, probably four of the, what was it, Um, eight RBIs of the four game series came from his bat on two home runs. So yeah, Rowdy Telez, I would say was the best bat in this series. I don't think that you can say anything differently. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Tweet at us at 1250 AM. The fan, you can call 414-799-1250 or tweet at me at Dan Plucker. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R on Twitter if you want to follow me there. Let's get out to some more of the phones. Dan and Racine, you're on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Dan, what's up?
5: Hey, Dan.
14: Thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah. You're doing a great job, by the way, without thanks. having Tim there. Thank you. Um, Man, it is so frustrating, man. You know, to to, to slam ten dollar beers during regular season, and then watch this in the playoffs, and these guys don't show up. Um, I, I put a little blame on council with some of the moves that he makes. You have to with analytics when the game is close, but my God, I mean, they they had two shutout games, three and zero. Nobody shows up to bat. Yalich is a shell of himself. I'm almost to the point of, you know what, can we, can we get anything if we shop him? I doubt it because the contract's so big now and nobody's going to probably go after that. But, you know, to, to slam, I, I think you're, you you needed a Rice in there, man, on third because that guy, I think he saved us probably four or five runs playing third tonight. He, man, that he
0: had a, a strong game.
14: Run. He did. He looked phenomenal on third base. So I mean, there's some good things, you know. We got wrapped up with some young players, but I mean, we got to look at talent that's in the playoffs, man. I mean, people that got some experience that have been in the big, in the big games, because clearly, like your last caller, man, we don't have any talent there, man. These guys did not show up, and he should have known that. Hader even said on TV that he does not like playing the eighth inning, right? And it's proven. I mean, the guy doesn't play well in the eighth inning, and, and that's that's the history of that, but. Yeah, it goes to you know. I think Kane played really great. Uh, Ru- Rudy or Rowdy, Rowdy, he was awesome. But you know, there's some guys that man, it, I can't put it all on council this time. Right. And you da- know, the other thing, this is going out to Tim. Hey, we didn't have these problems when the other guy was in the White House. That's all I got to say.
0: All right, Dan. Thanks. Uh, for the Brewers, switching gears there, I don't know what the heck that was. But for the Brewers, uh, this this was a surprising, shocking, upsetting. Frustrating is the best word. I know I keep using it, but, but we're just sitting here and, and how, for how long of this season, we saw so many special things in this season. The no hitter Vogelbacks grand slam to beat the Cardinals. And, and how many times the countless times that this team came back to win games, not just that Vogelback grand slam, but, but all of the other circumstances as well, overcoming all of the injuries at the start of this season, they they had such good momentum from start to finish well to almost finish from start to september this team had so much solid quality momentum rolling for this team and in the month of september it disappeared devin williams broke his hand in the celebration of the nl central and the offense was non-existent and and you don't want hater to pitch two innings, yes. But you put yourself in that situation and, and you really miss Devin Williams for the first time in this series because of that, in that situation. And and yes, you could have thrown Woodruff more. I get it. Four outs, 12 pitches. Probably should have. But Devin Williams, that's been his spot all season long. And then you're more comfortable with that situation than having Hader pitch two innings. Because you're right, Dan. Hayter is not equipped to for two innings. He's not. And he he was asked to do it today and gave up his first home run of the season to a left-handed batter. It was the first time this season. Like how many things can go wrong at the end of this year? Everything that could go wrong in this season or in this in these last couple of weeks for the Milwaukee Brewers did. And it it's just it just boiling over in anger and frustration at the team, which is it's entirely their fault, but not entirely their fault. It, it's it's at the fault of a bunch of people. It's not just the players. It's also Craig council for mismanaging the team. It's it is the players for, for what they were doing. It's the circumstance that they were in. They were not used to being in this place where they're so relaxed at the end of the year because they clinched the postseason so early. It was just, a messy, 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 unfortunate end to what was and what could have been a phenomenal season. And and because of how they played, all of those things that I just said that were great about this season, it feels like they were not worth as much as they should be because they got knocked out of the playoffs early. Let's get out to some more of your calls. Let's go out to uh, Sean in Allenton. He's now on the P- Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Sean, give me your thoughts.
15: Hey, I just got a – I want to comment about everybody talking about Escobar over Urias and, you know, Escobar's got the better bat and stuff. Nobody's brought up the catching. Why did Pena get more playing time than your all-star catcher, Navias? Especially today, Navias drives in the first run of the game and then they take him out. I don't understand why Council did Mm -hmm. that. I mean, I understand Pena might be a little bit of a better defensive player, but – we needed bats, and when you take out an all-star catcher to put in Pena, I, I was just baffled. I don't know why they did that.
0: Right. Uh, I agree, and, and it puzzled me. Thanks for the call. I, I thought all this whole postseason run, I was like, why? I'm, I'm sure Luke Maley is a great person. I'm sure that he can have, and I'm, and I'm confident that he'll have a baseball career and beyond be rosters, probably this Brewers roster for a little bit longer and maybe some baseball rosters across baseball after that. But he has no business being in the situation that he was in playing in Game 4 of the NLDS. I'm sorry, he doesn't. Maylie was up and down on the roster all season long, and then to bring him on to the NLDS roster, it reminds me a lot, actually, of uh, Ryan Healy last year being – was that last year or two years ago, Evan? That was last year, right? With Healy. I wanna say that was last year. Ryan Healy not being on the roster for most of the season and then starting in the wild card game, I believe it was, if it was last year. That's what it yep, reminds me of. It was me. last year. That 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 made zero sense. Luke Maley had no reason to be on this roster. And if he was to be a third catcher to be a bench guy in case one of your guys gets hurt. That's the only reason Luke Maley should be there. And then he played several times in several innings. It made it made zero sense to me. Uh, let's go out to uh, Steve and Waukesha. He's been hanging on the longest. Steve, give me your thoughts, bud.
1: Hey, guys. If uh, you remember, about a month ago, I told you the Brewers were the fifth-best team in the NL playoffs. This is what was supposed to happen.
0: You, you think this was supposed to happen?
1: I, well, I'm— I, I I called in. This was about September. I said, they're not going to get this back on track. They were the fifth best team in the playoffs, in the National League playoffs.
0: All right. And and you can definitely think that, Steve. That's totally fine. Thanks for the call. The team that I saw playing in uh, July and August was not the fifth best team in the National League. They weren't. Not even close. The team that I saw in those months where they're winning 20-plus games in the month or right around that mark, that that team was up there with the Giants and the Dodgers as the best team in the National League. And it, it wasn't just me that was saying it. It was national correspondence, everybody and their mother saying that the Brewers were one of those teams that could make a World Series run. Nobody was talking about the Braves. The Braves were still in a fight with the Mets and the Phillies at that point to even get to the postseason. The Cardinals hadn't had their 17-game stretch yet. Nobody was saying the Cardinals were better. Zero people. So, no, they were not the fourth best team. They were one of the top three teams, and some would argue, when they were at their best, maybe the best team in the National League. So, I I completely and wholeheartedly disagree with that. Dominic on the northwest side, you're now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show. Uh, Give me your thoughts, Dominic.
4: Hey, um, yeah, I was just calling because I did not understand why did we pull Omar Narvaez
0: when we did? It didn't make sense. I agree.
16: Right? Like he's our one of our better hitters, and then we put him in on What for? Like one inning. And then we put in a third string catcher who's at best maybe like a double A catcher, and we're having him
4: hit. In the eighth inning of an NLDS game.
0: It's unbelievable. I know. I just. I just. That
4: made, like, I usually agree with counsel. Like, I like the moves that he makes, but this one just made absolutely no sense. You know, you keep your best players in the lineup. You don't pull a, like, an all-star
16: catcher and put in a double-A catcher.
0: I agree. And I, and I just went on my Luke Maley rant, uh, Dominic. So thanks for the call. You you just heard my thoughts about Luke Maley. I I didn't get it either. There was no there's no reason for him to be in this situation. Absolutely zero. Uh, Skip at Hales Corners, you're now on the show. Skip. Give me your thoughts. How are you feeling?
17: Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, well, First of all, uh, another year has gone by. Tell uh, you guys and Tim, thanks for the great post game shows. Absolutely. Uh, I, always enjoy listening. Thanks for listening. I, 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 I can't imagine what uh, Tim's feeling tonight. But um, but no. Anyways, I just uh, I just want to say that um, you know there's only one reason why. Uh, the sports bars on Water Street in the Brewers Locker Room is not popping the champagne bottles tonight right now and that's because a guy by the name of Kristen Yelich, when we signed him to that two hundred what thirty million dollar contract, mm-hmm. okay, if he would have put up the numbers like you did in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, okay it would have been a different story. I don't know what what what's the matter with Christian. I I know he's a good guy, but the bottom line is we miss the Christian Yelich of 2018 and 2019. Every team that goes to the World Series has a guy like that. We don't have it, okay? And we did not get it. You're that's right. The, that's the bottom line. Why we are not moving on, and it's very frustrating.
0: No doubt. Skip, skip. It's a fantastic point because you know what? Thanks for the call. The Atlanta Braves have two of those players and they both showed up in this series, Austin Riley and Freddie Freeman. Those two are their MVP level players. And both of them played like MVPs in this series on the offensive end. And the Brewers didn't have anybody. And, and you're paying Christian Yelich to be that guy. And, and you go and you get a bat like Eduardo Escobar to be that guy. And Avi Garcia and Willie Adamas were meant to be those kinds of guys. And and they played well in the regular season. And, and a lot of fans love them. I love them too. I love that they're here in Milwaukee. And I love this season. But but when it came down to the nitty gritty and in the times where it mattered most, those those group of players did not show up. And that includes the guy that you're paying to be an MVP in Christian Yellich. 414-799-1250. We'll get out to one more call before we hit a quick break. Gary in Champaign, Illinois. You're now on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show. Give me your thoughts, Gary.
2: I'm not sad. I'm not disappointed. I'm pissed. This is one of those things where I don't know how long this ownership group thinks that we're going to have windows that continue to stay open as you are in the Pella Windows and Doors uh, center there. But one of the things that I am looking at is the fact that this team, year in and year out, does not address actual holes with actual players for set holes. For example, on opening day, who is our starting first baseman?
0: Opening day, starting first baseman. Opening day. Keston Hira.
2: Yep. What is his uh, natural position? Is it first
0: base? It is second base.
2: Yeah, so we tried to fix a problem with something that shouldn't we tried to put a square peg in a round hole. Same thing at third base. Look at the pickups at the trade deadline. Escobar was great. No arguments there. Look at the pitching we picked up. Garbage. Hot garbage. This is one of those things. We can't have nice things in Milwaukee. Why? I don't know why. I wish I did. But I also look at, if not for Rowdy Tellez, with a brilliant play, double play in game one, And hitting that home run in the first game, I'm telling you, we would have been swept. They would have been swept. This team played with no initiative, with no heart, for the last I'd say month and a half. Look at the last two weeks of the season, into the playoffs. How many games do they win? Three, four.
0: It was rough. How
2: many, how many series did they get swept in? Three, four, and some of those were four game series. I'm pissed. I'm not going to stand for this anymore. It is time for this ownership group to decide, do they really want to win or is just good enough, just good enough?
0: Thanks for the call, Gary. And you, you, you have a great point that there is a, a very strong reason to feel that way. There is. This team was special and, and they took the foot off the gas pedal. That's what they did. They were comfortable with winning the division and, and they decided to get healthy and they decided to do things like that to to get healthy to not to take your foot off from what the greatness that you were playing at and and just be complacent with winning the division they were happy with that and the number one example of that is Devin Williams he he was happy with winning the division and got hurt and hurt his team because of it and today we saw the damage that that really caused today and throughout this series, there were other instances, too, where they could have used Devin Williams in this series. And we knew, we, we saw this happening. We saw this kind of coming together here at the end where they're falling apart, and they're losing the gusto that they had. And what was a special season. How many times did we say that this year? This team is special. This season is special. We have special guys on this team. We're making a run. We can do this. We can win the World Series. All of those things were said for months, not not a couple weeks, months. The whole summer, we were thinking those things, and it all fell apart in the last two weeks of the season and into the NLDS. I was worried about it then, and look what happens. The team that was hot, the Atlanta Braves, are the ones that get past the Milwaukee Brewers in the NLDS as they lose, as the Braves beat... Excuse me. The Brewers five to four in Game Four and win the series. It's Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen. Follow me at Dan Plucker on Twitter. P L O C H E R. We'll hit a quick break when we come back. More of your calls, and we'll get we'll hear from Craig Council. We'll hear from the players. That's coming up next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show.
3: Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse, presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at
0: 262-703-3500. Cappella so Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show as your Milwaukee Brewers are eliminated from the playoffs. Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen, having a bit of flight issues on top of this Uh, because he was supposed to be coming back from Las Vegas tonight and was supposed to be here with you. Instead, it's me because he's having some flight issues like a lot of people across the country, and he got stuck in Las Vegas, so he wanted to be here. If you want to hear his couple thoughts on the game, you could follow him on Twitter, at TimAllenRantz, uh, or you can rewind to the first couple minutes of this show where he went off a little bit on this team and the situation that they're in. Uh, we'll get to a couple of your calls first before we hear from Christian Yelich and Woodruff, Rowdy Telez, and Kane all did a post game show or post game press conference together as well. Let's go out to Joe and Racine. Uh, Joe, you're on the show. How are you feeling?
2: I'm doing really well. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, okay, when I looked at the box score tonight, the Brewers struck out 15 times.
0: Yes, they did. They struck out a lot this series.
2: And a lot of strikeouts, a lot of not making contact. So I'm figuring, okay, there's 27 outs, so only 12 guys put the ball in play. Any any thought? I'd like to hear your thought on about the uh, is the batting coach is he going to be a fall guy for this or what? You know, I, it, they weren't swinging at strikes at all in this game. It's in all of these games. They were just swinging at yep. I don't know what.
0: Joe. So is the,
2: is the is the is the batting coach a Andy ball guy or what do you think
0: Yeah and and it's a good point Joe I I don't know a lot of people are calling for Andy Haynes' job right now the hitting coach Uh and the, what I say to those people is it's baseball It it's not all on the assistant coaches and and Andy Haynes deserves criticism for not being able to help Keston Hira, for not being able to help Christian Yelich but what he has done is They've brought in guys like Dan Vogelback, like Rowdy Telez, like Willie Adamas, where they tweak things with their swings or with their mentality. Colton Wong, another one, who has praised Andy Haynes highly for switching his, his mindset at the plate. He, he's finding ways for these dudes to change their careers, to turn their careers around and make them better players and make them better hitters. To that, I give Andy Haynes credit. But at the same time, it's 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 intrinsic motivation. it's It's what happens on the inside for a lot of these players and believing in themselves, believing that they can change and And a, a little bit of that falls on Andy Haynes, too, because he has to put them in that mindset. He has to help them get there and And he's not the one going out there and and swinging at pitches and and actually reading the balls that are coming at. them. that's the players. That's on the players. It's it's on Christian Yelich probably eighty percent for his struggles because Andy Haynes can only do so much in that situation, and and for Kesson Hira, I mean both these dudes Yelich coming back from these injuries coming back from from all of uh, of the people telling them he's that he's failing left and right and and especially like I said that knee injury that I still think bugs him a back that is still and has continued to bug him. That that can't fall all fall on Andy Haynes. A little bit of it does, but not all of it. I I, I don't think that Andy Haynes is gone, no. And, and And so many people want someone to blame. But sometimes you just have to chalk it up to that's what baseball is. It's a season of ups and downs, and the Brewers ended this season at a low point. They did. We all wish they would have ended at a high point because if they did, we would not be seeing them being eliminated by the Atlanta Braves and a high point doesn't even necessarily mean them winning uh, of the NLDS or winning the NLCS or winning a World Series. A high point is them playing their best baseball at the most important moments. And they were far from that in this series and far from it in the month of September. They were on a downswing and it cost them four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike in Kenosha, you're on the show. How you feeling? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I've been better, but but let's talk about this game. Yeah. Sure. It's uh yeah, it's
1: disappointing, but you know, I I kinda choose to look at the season a different way. Um I, I believe I don't I mean, it was a special team in the sense that they won the division and it was a great summer. It was a great season. I never believed this team had the ability to win a World Series. I never thought they were a quote-unquote special team. I mean, I know when you win 95 games, that you get there. That's what you want. But this offense was deeply, deeply flawed all year, and it always, it always, the success of the offense always hinged around the premise of Christian Yelich being the middle of the guy that they're middle of the order guy that they're paying for. I've called in a number of times this year, and I feel like you know I'm beating a dead horse, but Yelich. Is the reason this team fell short. He's reason A, B, C, and D. <clears throat> you know, and to me, you know, the struggles at the end of the season to me were just indicative of a team that, um, it just, they had run out of steam. I think, I think Council did a great job this year. I mean, I think, I think so he, too. The Brewers are lucky to have him. And, and Agreed. I think he carried a lineup of spare parts and, and I mean, good players. I'm not, you know, but the, the players they have Adamus and, and Urias. Tellez, et cetera, are who they are. They didn't have a special bat in this lineup. And as far as Andy Haynes goes, I think what you're you're going to see is it all depends on whether the Brewers change their entire offensive philosophy. He's just executing what the organization wants them to do. I believe they need to. I mean, I'm not a GM, but this high strikeout approach just kills you in the playoffs because the pitching's too good. It, it They just blow you away. you got to be able to put the ball in play, you know, but, I mean, Haynes, you take him or leave him. He's just doing what they want him to do, in my opinion. I believe they need to go out and get a middle of the bat, middle of the order bat. Yelich is not that anymore. They're stuck with him. They can't do anything about it. But you might have to package Hayter. You might have to trade a, a, a Freddie Peralta. Um, you know, to be a special team, they need some offense. They went as far this year as they could go. That's just the way I look at it.
0: Mike, thanks for the call. I was higher on this team than that, but but that's okay. People have their own prerogatives about what the expectations should be for their team. I just know that if they played like they did in the months of June, July, and August here at the backstretch, they were a tough team to beat and you could never count them out of baseball games. And, and in this playoff run, they just weren't that Scott in Fort Worth, Texas. You'll be the last call here for a little bit. Scott, give me your thoughts on this game.
16: Hey, thanks for taking my call, man. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm like numb to it. Um, I, I Like the last call, I didn't expect this team to do anything in the postseason, and that's why I'm not overly pissed. What I am getting pissed about is that, uh, you know, I work, so I missed like half the game, so I'm <laughs> not seeing the lineup, so I don't get to see the ins and outs of what what they're doing with the team for the postseason roster. Mm-hmm. But as the game, as the night has gone on, you know, finding out that, the, why is that third string catcher even on the playoff roster?
18: Maley.
0: Um, yeah,
18: I agree.
16: Yeah, hey, why is that dude... Keston here, I would have rather seen Keston Hura in the lineup and see if that guy can't punch his way out of it. What a waste of a draft pick that dude has been so far. It's uh, he, bad enough that he can't hit, but he can't even make a throw to first base. But I'm disagreeing with you about counsel. The dudes had four playoff runs now where he has produced nothing. He can't coach him up. He, they can't hit that Andy Hale guy. It doesn't matter what his name is, but I couldn't figure it out for the first hour of the show. He needs to go. You can't get your guys to hit in the playoffs you know, when it matters most. It's just frustrating as hell. And I was listening to Bart Winkler's show this morning, and all his callers were calling in, and I was just biting my lip because I was driving to work while I was listening to the show. Everybody's, oh, yeah, they're going to come up with a win tonight. And the people just forget that the Bucks won the world championship. Don't compare the Brewers to the Bucks. The Bucks showed up when they had to. Giannis, their star player, showed up and hit his damn free throws in game seven when it mattered. Yellich striking out with his $26 million with his bat on his shoulder to end the playoffs. I don't know what the hell happened to that guy. I already tweeted the dude and be like, dude, you need to renegotiate your contract because for two years in a row, you are just not showing up. I was happy with the swings that Kane has been getting in the postseason. Every time I watch him, I'm like, man, he's up there getting his cuts. So, I mean, at least Kane and Tellez showed up to play. But I, I, I've had enough of counsel. I've seen enough of counsel already. I think we need to get some kind of manager who's actually had some success in the postseason in here. Um, I mean, hell, the Bulls didn't win a championship till I got rid of Doug Collins. So, I mean, but it's just frustrating. But I'm not – I'm just not overly as upset as I would be when I was younger because, like the last caller said, I'm just not – I just didn't expect them to win because I always figured they're going to find a way to blow it, and yet here we are again. The Brewers
0: find a way to choke. Scott, thanks for the call. Uh, I just thought it was funny that uh, Scott and, – and you – Feel free to, to be where you're at, but I just thought it was funny that you said you can't compare the, the Brewers to the Bucks, and then he finishes by comparing Craig Council to Doug Collins and the Bulls. So you went right back to that same NBA analogy. I thought that also, was a little funny. Please, please don't tweet at athletes. Yeah, that's a please really don't. bad idea. It, 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 well, like, what, what good does that do? It, they're not going to see it, and if they do, like, congrats? Like, why does they're it They're not going to change anything because of you tweeting them. Also, Yelich feels bad enough. He talked to the media after the game about for a couple to hear minutes. From him. He looked like he just cried. I don't know if you saw him on the TV I over did. there. He, I mean you saw his a eyes. puffy-eyed, Yep. It looked like he was crying. And I can you can just tell he's one of those guys that has the weight of the world on his shoulders. He knows that he was awful. And nobody knows more than him. And he's gonna do whatever he can to fix it. Right. And and hopefully he can. And and, it, and like I said earlier, it starts with mentality. The game of baseball is 90% mental. It starts with mentality. I don't want to hear him coming out here anymore and saying, last year I sucked or I suck at baseball. That's the last thing I want to hear out of my MVP's mouth. I'm tired of hearing it. And We're going to hear from Christian Yelich right now after the game in that puffy-eyed state. Hopefully he doesn't say that he sucked because I might blow a gasket.
8: Uh, I mean, obviously it's disappointing and not how we wanted to go. But you know, credit to them—they played a great series. Tough four days for us, but uh, you know, hell of a year also.
0: Christian, he's always handling so abruptly for all the teams that don't win it. How process that
8: after such a long year? I don't know. I mean, it usually takes a few days, so I don't really have a, a great answer for you uh, on that one right now. it? compared the others, it just seemed like a bigger opportunity so good. Um, I don't know. I think every year you get in, you have, a, you have a great opportunity. And we just really just didn't, you know, do enough to, to take advantage of it. And, you know, it's a credit to them. They played a great series and, um, you know, it made it tough on us. And uh, that's why they're moving on. Josh, against
19: Freddie Freeman, that's, that's a
8: matchup they'll take every time. And yeah, and it's just, it's just baseball. and. You know, he did. A, Freddie did a great job. He's a great player for a reason, and um, you know, just put a great swing on the ball. And um, you know, unfortunately for us, it was it was a home run. But you know, that's a that's a matchup that you you live with, and you know, the results obviously didn't go in our favor. But um, I think you can live with the matchup, and you know, it is what it is. how long do you allow yourself to decompress after a long season? Uh, I don't. know. I mean, it, it takes a while. There's a there's a lot of things going through your mind, so uh, I don't I don't I don't know.
5: Is that process for you going to
8: be any different than, than other years? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely disappointing. Um, and okay. you know, I think that you just got to really just take it all in and, and see what happens. And you know, I think I you know, understand that I got to play better. I got to be better. So kind of take the off season and, and figure out a way to do that and um, keep moving. Overall, what do you take away
19: from your season?
8: Um, You know, just that, that I got to be better and, um, you know, came up in a a lot of big spots throughout the year, um, this postseason as well, and just came up short. But it's kind of how it rules. It's part of the game. And just, you know, you got to take it all in, pick yourself up afterwards, and um, keep moving. You know, there's good times, there's there's tough times. in this game but you know I just gotta
0: keep going that's a little bit more I guess encouraging than than what I have heard from Yelich in the past at least he had that uh, optimistic look at the end of it but I I need to start seeing him build off of that he still said you know I need to be better which he does he knows that that's good but that needs to change from I need to be better to I'm going to be better. And, and, and I'm going to make these steps to change my mentality, to change my stance, to change my, my, my thoughts as I'm heading to the plate. Those things need to change for Christian Yelich. Stan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show as the Brewers do end their season with a loss in the NLDS 5-4 to the Atlanta Braves and 3-1 in the series to the Braves, a team they are better than, than at, when they are at their best. The Brewers are better than the Braves when they were playing their best baseball this season, and the Braves are playing their best baseball of the season right now, which is why your Milwaukee Brewers are heading home. Uh, let's go out to Tom in Pleasant Prairie. You're now on the Pell Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Tom, give me your thoughts.
12: I Dan. You know, I, I thought it was a great summer. You know, I'm disappointed they lost, but they, they gave me a lot of enjoyment. And winning 95 games is a lot better than winning 65 games. So I, That's you know, very true. It's You know, it, it, they gave me a great summer. Um, baseball, to me, it's not played on a level field financially um, I get a lot more upset with the packers than I do with the Brewers just because I, I feel that the packers don't don't always take advantage of of the more level playing field I guess is
0: my thoughts no Tom Tom that's a good point and and unfortunately that's the way it is in the game of baseball thanks for the call um, the, the Brewers do play at a bit of a disadvantage but but we can't continue to say that. We can't keep having those that mentality as fans because David Stearns has done an incredible job of bringing in talent to Milwaukee and making this team a contender without spending $200, 300000000 million on the team. He has done that. This team, when they were at their best this season, competed and would compete today against bigger market teams like Atlanta, like LA, like San Francisco. That's why we were all saying that they could do it. That's why. Because they can. Because they can. Because they are finding the Brewers' find ways to bring in dudes like Adamas, who plays at an all-star level when he gets here, and bring in dudes like Omar Narvaez, who's an all-star catcher, and find smaller deals for dudes like Colton Wong and Avi Garcia, who played like all-stars for most of this season. And then you, you draft and develop or trade for prospects like Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, Hayter. That, that pitching unit of those three at this top and Williams when he was healthy before he was dumb and punched a wall and Josh Hader, those five guys rival any five pitchers in terms of three starters and back-of-the-end bullpen in all of baseball, and they might be the best. They might be, and so when you have an offense struggle and not do what they're supposed to do in these big moments, because the pitching staff, for the most part, got the job done. They did what they were supposed to do. Those three that we were saying all year long, you know, I wouldn't want to be a team that had to go up against Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. Well, Burns pitched very well in the first game. Woodruff did enough, and Peralta did enough in this series in those three starts to keep the Brewers in this game. It was the offense that let them down, and it was those guys that I just named, the Avi Garcias, Colton Wongs, Christian Yelichs of the world, that cost them Those guys have to step up. They have to be ready for these situations, and they were not ready. They were not there mentally for this series to the point where you have to rely on guys like Rowdy Telez to be your best hitter. He was not brought here to be your best hitter. He wasn't. A role player, yes. Your best hitter, no. Um, We got some more calls. I'll try to get you here. We're going to try to wrap up by the the top of the hour here, so if I don't get you, I'm sorry. We're going to hit a quick break. Uh, When we come back, We're going to hear from Craig Council, and then I'll I'll try to squeeze uh, Mike and Pewaukee and Brian and Colgate here on the show. That's coming up next here on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball Post Game Show. Dan Plucker hanging out with you.
3: What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show on the fan.
0: Yeah, Craig, Craig Council's got some questions to answer after this game in this series. He made a plentiful of mistakes, and and I love Craig Council and what he's done for this team, what he's brought to this team. He's a great manager. He's a great regular season manager, but he's got to learn how to handle a postseason run, which he, he, he honestly has not done yet. And, and it, it's, it's, it's a bummer to say, it's upsetting to say, especially with a team of the talent that he had this year. But, but he, he made some pivotal mistakes for this team down the stretch, deciding to take the foot off the gas pedal and get healthy, as he was saying. And, and now the season's over and, and making some, some strange decisions in this NLDS too. Let's hear a couple minutes here from Craig Council.
1: Craig, did did Lauer not being able to get through that last inning he pitched change the way, the path that you were trying to get through with your pitching in that game?
18: Yeah, I mean I, th- I think we had a, a couple of innings where we were certainly just one more out um, with, would, have, would have changed things a little bit um, um, but they did a nice job extending the innings um, so you know, Eric had you know, he was in good shape getting through that inning with two outs and man on first, um, getting, you know, after the leadoff single, getting the next two guys, and um, they did a nice job extending that inning. Um, and then same, same thing, you know, with Ash that, you know, I, I thought Aaron pitched well, um, you know, not, not much hard contact, uh, ball on the ground. I just was in the right spot, and, and then a couple of free passes with the hit-by-pitch and the walk, you know, gave him, some, gave, gave him some runs. He did a nice, you know, he got the first two guys of the, of the next, or two out of the first three guys, and um, Freeman hit a really tough pitch to, to extend the inning to start with, and then, and then we had to go to Woody, so that was, you know, we had two innings from Woody, Max, I so wasn't going to do anything more than that. Um, we had to go to him there. Adam? Craig,
5: can you tell us about the decision to use uh, Brandon today? Is that also a case where he came to you or you went to him?
18: No, he came to us and um, said he recovered really well. um, And he was in good shape. It was, you know, what he did was was heroic, frankly. I mean, it, you know, it it gave us a shot. Um, Pretty incredible what he did tonight.
0: and how about with Josh? Was that a situation where you're going to go multiple innings with him?
18: Uh, not, not likely. But I, I, it was the inning for Josh. I mean, we had to we had to put him on. We had to get him on. The, he had to pitch in the game, um, and it was the right part of the lineup for him to pitch to. And you know, it was our best against their best. And then you're, you're never going to, you know, I don't think you regret having that situation. That's, that's how it works. It's how the game works. It's how it's supposed to work.
8: David.
12: Craig, you've uh, seen Freddie Freeman for several years now. What have you thought about him as a player and as, how he's developed over the years as a hitter?
18: Yeah, I mean, I, well, the number one thing that, I mean, I admire his hitting ability. The number one thing that I've always admired the most is that he's, he plays every single day. Um, that's the thing I've always admired about him the most. Um, you know, we know he's, he's he's dangerous, and and frankly, we did we did a pretty good job with him this series, and, and you know, and but well, that's that's a great hitter. Well, hey Craig, you got uh, runner on and that last inning for the top of the order, but uh, failed to the score
1: there. Just what did you make of the struggles of you know the first couple of guys in your order, and particularly with Christian
18: Yelich in this series? Yeah, I mean it was you know it was. It was it was a tough series for a couple guys. We they just we had a couple guys that just didn't get going. Um, you know, it was going to be a tough series, a little bit for some of our left-handed hitters with with uh, you know the way they lined up. Um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's twelve at bats or thirteen at bats. You know, it's it's a, it's a small sample. That's what these playoff series are about. It's it's you know you don't get many opportunities, and um, they they pitched. They pitched really well, too. I mean, I, I give them credit. For, I tip my cap to them. They, they pitched awesome.
8: Zach, go ahead.
1: Craig, those middle innings, uh, high-stress innings, margins raised thin, and, and Luis makes three inning-inning plays. Just how huge were those plays in the moment? And, and, you know, just keeping you guys, keeping the game tight, and keeping you guys, you know, swing away.
18: Yeah, I mean, he, he Luis had a really nice night at third base. I thought the... The, the one that obviously the play that uh Swanson was an incredible play um i, I don't know the the play that following inning the bad hop you saw, i don't know if you guys saw that ball take a bad hop but definitely took a bad hop and, and made an incredible play and then the play charging and the following i mean it, it was a number of really really nice plays played um, it was a special night over there for him to the left and Craig, what was your message to the team after the game in if I can
3: add, how will you reflect on this season in what it was?
18: Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh, You know, I mean, I think. Look, I mean, in the moment right now, we're all really disappointed. I mean, there's, there's you know, and it's hard to get past the disappointment right now. Sitting here right now, um, it it just is. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I think in the end, you know, we, we have we had big goals. We we didn't quite get there. Um, but you win 95 games. It, it's a special group, and they they did accomplish some special things. Um, and so it's you know that, that's what that's what we talked about a little bit. And and that's the
0: thing, Craig. Yes. There there's Craig Council after the game. Yes, that's that that is true. This was a special team. This was a special group of players. They they did incredible things throughout the course of this 2021 season. They did. They did. And because of that, the expectation for this team was to be further than the NLDS. And to barely not get swept by the Atlanta Braves, a team that struggled for a majority of this season that a lot of people would not call a special team. And and that's why it is undoubtedly incredibly frustrating to see this end so soon, obviously. And and obviously, these players and that manager, Craig Council, did not want this to happen either. You can hear the heartbreak in their voices throughout the course of this. This is not what they wanted either. Craig, Craig Council for as as much scrutiny as he's getting for all of these moves if they had worked we'd be calling him the best damn manager in the game we would be it's just that they didn't he he put in the players in the positions that he thought were going to succeed the most he knows these guys better than anybody else and and so he he's not going to do anything to sabotage this team there's nothing like that going on here he's not a clown he knows what he's doing he does he was trying to put this team in a position to succeed and it and it just didn't happen. It just didn't play out. And when we would not be ripping on him. We would not be we would not be saying all of these things about the decisions he made about Hayder, Woodruff, Burns, Lauer today, or Aaron Ashby or or whoever it be. Or pulling Freddie Peralta the other day, pinching Dan pinch hitting Dan Vogel back instead of Eduardo Escobar. All of those those things that did not turn out right if it had. Oh my goodness, we'd be praising him for all of these incredible moves that only Craig Council would make. He thinks outside of the box. That's what he does. It's what it's the type of manager that he is. And and it it didn't pan out. And and yes, to a fault in this situation. And and it deserves a little bit of scrutiny for him not playing a more traditional managerial role. But it's the identity of this team. It's how they got here. It's what they are. They're different. They are that that's what makes them special. That's what makes them the team that they are because they are a small market team, but the expectation is that they should be hanging out with the big boys, with the Dodgers, with the giants, with the Cardinals, with the Braves and beating them because that's the type of special talent that they have. And for that to fall short is upsetting and frustrating. And, and the season comes to an end today as the Brewers lose five to four to the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS. Let's get to a couple of phone calls here and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. So let's get out to uh, Mike and Pewaukee. You're on the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin baseball post game show with Dan Plucker. Mike, give me your thoughts. Hey
15: Dan, um, you know, with what you just said, uh, what my, my response to that is uh, and don't, I don't think that this was such a special team. They were special in the regular season, but when it came to crunch time, you know, they didn't deliver. They lost that
0: juice. I agree.
15: uh, And the manager is responsible to to a degree, and Mm -hmm. the players are. Right. And and, um, the biggest thing – well, a couple things. This team, in my opinion, should have won no less than 98 or 99 games, and they couldn't even do that and and because of all the things that, you know, I'm not going to cover everything because I've been listening, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I get why they didn't, but, uh, you know, to lose 10 of your last 15 games going into the playoffs, not good. And I said that, I said it going in, that's not the way you want to enter into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the other thing, and this is what you were talking about earlier. Uh, there is There is this mentality in the state of Wisconsin, and I've never been one like this. I have been on the Brewers and and the Bucks especially because for over the last 30 years they they have done little to nothing. The Packers, you know, have a couple Super Bowls in the last 20 25 years. Uh and and a lot more beyond uh, before that. But just making the playoffs for me is never good enough. It's not. And people say, "Well, you know, what do you want? You know, what do you expect?" Well, I expect our teams to win. They are after all professional uh, baseball, basketball, and football teams, and the you know the ultimate goal of all those things, uh, all those teams is to be the champions. And kudos to the Bucks for finally getting it done. And and the Brewers need to look, you know, and and this is just tongue in cheek, but the Brewers do need to take a look at how the Bucks did it. Because, uh, and I'll I'll leave you with this, but you know, and and Tim said this, and I think I even said it. It's an accomplishment to get for this organization that's been around for 50 plus years to to go to the playoffs four years in a row but you know what at the end of the day you still have nothing to show for those four years you're right being in the playoffs, Tim was right that is the uh, overlying fact and that you got knocked out when you did you should this team is good enough and was good enough that they should have made it to the NLCS for sure if not if not the World Series
0: Mike I agree. Thanks for the call. And and that's that's where that's why this is as disappointing as it is. Because we all had those expectations for this team. And and the thing the the thing is, this team has been so focused on making the playoffs. That's every year, that's what we hear. Our goal is to make the playoffs, and then we 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 just gotta get hot at the right time and win the World Series. That's not the mentality anymore. The expectation for this team has changed. When you do it three, now four years in a row, it's no longer let's just get to the playoffs and see what happens. That's not what this is anymore. That's not what the fans expect anymore. And nor should you. You should expect your team to get better, improve every single season. And that's not what they've done. Barely a wildcard team last year and losing... In the NLDS this year, for a team that for a large chunk of the season looked like they could win the World Series. That's not a success. Making the playoffs, yes, I'm ecstatic they made the playoffs and they won the division. That's wonderful. But that's not the expectation. The expectation is to get to the championship series, to win it, maybe even make it and win a World Series. It's not easy. I get it. It's not easy. And this team proved that it's not easy because they were so good for so long. But that's what the expectation is. And if you don't meet that, the season is not a success. I wouldn't call the season a failure, but I definitely would not call the season a success either. A couple more calls here. Brian and Colgate, you're on uh, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show. Just a couple minutes left. Give it to me quick here.
12: Yeah, hey, Pluck, uh, what do I got? got, Do I got 30 seconds? Do I got a minute? Yeah, give
0: me about 30 seconds here.
12: 30 seconds, okay. I'm going to start out. I'm going to say that uh, I think that Andy Haynes needs to be fired as our hitting coach, number one. If you look at uh, game two or three, I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, first pitch curveballs every time to every batter, and nobody was swinging at that first pitch. There was not a Paul Milder out there. There wasn't a Ricky Henderson that came out there and swung at that first pitch curveball, which just irks me. I also like to say I'd rather just tread water in a swimming pool full of diarrhea than watch this team play anymore. They have frustrated me for the last what 20 years? Well, actually 2011. Excuse me, with making the playoffs, and uh I think this team has just snaked. in. we had the pitchers out there this year. We don't have the hitting. A collective? Well, not excuse me, not collectively. But what our, our, our highest batter was batting what 280 this year. We have no superstars, and they always say that pitching wins championships well it certainly didn't happen to us this year and uh it's just frustrating to see what's going on you sit here and you invest your time all year long watching games all night long staying up till midnight watching west coast series games and here's what we've got to show for it: nothing we're going we're, we're going home now and it's just uh frustrating
0: brian i i think. i get the anger i get being upset and and thanks for the call it it's it's upsetting. I, I that's why I'm here. I'm here so you can air out your frustrations and air out how you're feeling. I, I get it, but I I like to have a positive spin on things. There's there's no guarantee for the future. This team is is so close, and that's why it hurts. It's they're so close, and that is why it hurts. Because we all feel that momentum changing. We all feel this team. And the championship season, as Tim Allen likes to say, coming. We feel it coming. We feel that we are almost there. And when you have that opportunity, when you have that pitching, when for a large portion of the season you have that hitting, and you definitely have that bullpen, you, you feel like your team can do it. And then to begrudgingly walk into the playoffs and lose in the NLDS that expectation's not met, and there's no guarantee for the future. But like I said, I'm an optimistic person, and as I sit here today, Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen, he was having some flight po- flight problems on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show for the final time this season as your Milwaukee Brewers lose in game four of the NLDS and, and get finished off by the Atlanta Braves today. I'm still optimistic for the future. They have one of the best managers in baseball. They have one of, if not the best GM in all of baseball. They've got Christian Yelich, who I know has not showed up this season, but again, there's, there's nothing to say that he can't return. They have a pitching staff who is elite. They have a bullpen that when they're healthy and when they make smart decisions, is elite in the back end of Williams and Hayter. And they have a bunch of dudes that are coming back Willie Adams, Colton Wong will be back. Urias will be back. Sure, there are some questions. There, there are some a lot of question marks on this team. But next season, when we all get together here on the Pella Windows and Doors Baseball Post Game Show again, I expect us to have another great season. And I expect your Milwaukee Brewers to have another shot at that World Series, and you all should too. Your expectations for this team should not change. They should only grow. And you should continue to have faith in this team and in this organization that they could get the job done. For Evan Heffelfinger, for a wonderful season of Tim Allen, who is devastated that he could not join you today. I am Dan Plucker filling in. And this has been the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show for the year 2020. And I can't wait till we're back with you again talking about the 2022 championship season. Again, it's Daniel Plucker filling in. You can follow me on Twitter if you liked it, at Dan Plucker. Smile, Milwaukee, because there are better days ahead.
3: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.